what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you guys out there that are outside of the box, doing things differently, uh, anti-status quo, entrepreneurs to creators to artists, CEOs, innovators. The point being is that you obviously do things, I would think, uh, a lot of our audience does, do things different than, um, you know, sometimes you're otherwise told that this is the blueprint. Um, the blueprint is really an internal thing, and you're not uh, misunderstood here. I get you, we get you, my guests get you, we do anything but the normal route. <laughs> Everything is uh, constantly in discovery of self and, um, you know, and impact. And uh, I'm very grateful that every week I get to bring on some amazing guests and we talk about like what's happening in real time, like what's going on in the journey and not just this arbitrary idea of success, which is often thrown at you uh, in mainstream media with, you know, the glamorization and glorification of, of success as a whole and what that looks like. It looks like something completely different to every single person, which is why we have these types of conversations. Uh, as I've been previously mentioning, we've got a lot of um, you know returning listeners. We've got some new listeners as well because the numbers have been going up. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews, and please continue to do so if you haven't. Um, it really, really helps expand the show. And to all the new listeners, uh, as I always tell my old listeners, uh, you know, please feel free to reach out. Uh, you can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. If you want to just, you know, follow along on some different journeys that I have or you want to just connect in general, everyone will tell you I answer each and every single uh, DM and text as best as I can or when I when it pops up in my feed. Uh, you can also get in on the conversation at the intersection of creativity, culture and entrepreneurship at HDF magazine. And you can also uh, follow along at, at Hustle Sold Separately. And, uh, you know, we can go from there. But as everybody knows, I will tell you um, that I completely follow up as best as I can. I, I love and appreciate all you guys. We've got another great show because we've got a returning guest. I love when we have returning guests. And this is a person that we've been following each other for years. He was on uh, some time ago, actually. And um, and I just knew it was fitting to have him on. We were, we were talking through... Through social, I was like, hey, it's time. <laughs> and I think we've actually been said it a couple of times. Uh, Shemayim, he's founder and creative director of Shikaro and professional photographer. And this man is a legend, in my opinion. But more importantly, um, not more importantly, those are amazing things that he does. And we're going to talk about him. Um, but he's also a highly self-aware um high frequency high energy individual which is why you know i want him on this podcast again and we can have those kind of conversations because we're going to be talking about a lot of things that i want you guys to all know like it relates to both genders or all genders i should say um but um there will be a focus on on some things that you know men being vulnerable if you will in some cases um because we're going to be talking about seeking out excellence and balance in the pursuit of purpose as well as a few other you know uh um, topics that are also, of course, current going on in and around the world. Um, but this idea of, uh, based off of a, a great novel by David Data um, in the way of the superior man, 
And um, if you guys haven't read the book, so David Data writes his book for men on the way of the superior man. And for the ladies out there, it's a guy thing. If you want to get that for you, um, you'll probably very uh, much appreciate it. Breaks down everything that you uh, don't like about men. He'll explain exactly like what's really going on with them. <laughs> and uh, I've, every woman that's ever read it seems to love it. Uh, but um, the the book explores the most important issues in men's lives, um, the superior man, from career and family to women and intimacy to love and spirituality to offer a practical guidebook for living um, a masculine life of integrity, authenticity, and freedom, right? Um, and so there's a lot there's a lot to unpack in there. Um, just to give you a quick background on Shemayim, again, um, you know, since it's been a little bit of time, as I mentioned, a professional photographer, uh, huge uh, concentration in fashion, editorial, advertising, and beauty, and also the founder and creative director of the luxury brand Shikara, which he'll probably tell us about as well. Um, and his photography work has been synonymous with dynamic locations and dramatic monochromatic narratives featuring a diverse cultural range of models. The luxury brand Shikara was born from the desire to return excitement and danger back to the high luxury ecosystem. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that he's experienced along the way in the, in the fashion photography world. And, uh, he's, his work has been featured in respected publications such as Elle magazine, Vogue, Ebony, Black Enterprise, GPS Brasilia, among many others. Uh, his September issue cover feature for Ebony Magazine became the best-selling issue of the publication of the year of its publication, and the issue featured supermodel uh, Winnie Harlow along with several of the current top models of color. Shemayim followed that issue with photographing Ebony Magazine's first men's style issue cover as well. So, Shemayim, welcome back to the show, man. Deeply appreciated, and I'm grateful to be here. Oh, man, I, I, you know how this conversation is going to go. So the cool thing is, is we can go as long as you feel like uh, that, that it warrants it. But, you know, I, I know normally when guests come on, you know, we always kind of we do the, the first, you know, hey, tell us about the journey. But I'd rather people be able to go back to that episode and really hear about your journey there. We can really jump yep. in anywhere and, you know, you can update us on some of the things that you've been working on. And then, you know, um, what led you to from there, we can talk about kind of what led you to explore the way of the superior man. And uh, we can break down this uh, novel as much as you'd like, because I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. OK, awesome. Um, well, many things have uh, transpired since um, the last time I was on the show. Um, wonderful things. Life is good. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, I have no room for any complaints because even when things are, are you know, vibrating low, lower, life is still good, you know? Yeah. Um, so previously, like I was speaking about that at the time I was, um, going just from doing fashion photography and I was also branching out into, um, starting are launching my third fashion publication, which I did entitled um, the Chicago Luxury Book. And since then, um, I had an awakening, um, mm. or more so a, a different, a new branch from my purpose tree sprung. And I, I was told to go in a different direction. Instead of the publication route, um, I saw myself about to get frustrated with creating a publication for those who were underrepresented within the industry. Um, and more specifically, it was to create a high-end luxury publication for um, people of color that were designers, models, creatives, um, photographers. And I had done that previously with two other publications. And, you know, like the older you get, the more mature you get yes. and the more experience you get within the industry. Um, 
But um, the cool story was I was it was uh, New Year's Eve um, of 2019 and I was out in the desert um, that I cannot pronounce the name of this village, but it was outside about an hour and a half outside of Cairo, Egypt. And um, my crew and I were staying at these tents with the Bedouin, the, the, the mm-hmm. people of the desert. And it was freezing cold <laughs> and um, I do not like the cold, but I'm like, how are we in Egypt and we're freezing right now? But we were all like huddled together in these tents, enjoying the most amazing New Year's Eve celebration. Like the, the Bedouin were like shooting their rifles up into the stars and they like the fire pit and we drinking Turkish tea. It was amazing. And in the middle of that night, uh, I thought that I woke up because I was freezing to death. Um, but I was the only one awake, came out of my tent. And when I mean, oh man, it was like a billion stars above me because you're out in the middle of the desert. It's like almost zero light pollution out there. Um, and I just started walking and it was like the, the sky was so clear. And I was like, this moment was for me. Like it has to be at least 75 people out here at, at this camp. And I'm the only one awake right now. And so I started walking and just following the stars, just silencing my mind, just being present. And I got all the way to this point where something like said, stop. And I looked down and I was on a cliff. One more step, I would have walked off this cliff. And I wasn't surprised because I always feel like I'm protected. I always feel like I'm guided and I'm always, I'm just comfortable knowing that there's a a higher power my ancestors are always with me and so when i got to this cliff i started reflecting on my frustrations with my career and um the discombobulation that i was having with the pursuit of my purpose not that i felt like i was on the wrong purpose or on the wrong path but i was frustrated with the way that things were transpiring i felt like i was almost exhausted because um i I was under the illusion that my purpose was to help everyone around me. So I was trying to start a publication to help my community um, and to get them exposure. And I was dedicating my, my, my career of 15 years to um, showcasing um, black models and black designers to the highest, most exalted point that I could. And it was just like so many people that I was encountering, I was helping to build careers. And I felt like it was not being reciprocated. And so I felt like that was draining me. But I felt like I was also feeling guilty because I felt that way. Like, well, you shouldn't be worried if if it's reciprocated. Just worry about, you know, like the whole condition of being a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not being honest to yourself. Um, Energy must recirculate or else you will give out of it because we think that we have an infinite amount of it. But I don't believe that. It could be finite, you know. Um, if you don't believe that, you could just ask any athlete. They cannot run forever. They cannot dribble forever. Like, <laughs> they have right. to replenish their energy. And so it was like this cool breeze was just blowing over me, but I stopped being cold. And it was like, you've been trained your whole career to get to this next point. And that next point was to create my own brand. Um, I went to school. My, my background is advertising and marketing. And I took that into fashion photography and made a brand out of it rather than just being um, a, a service-based job. 
where I have a camera, you need a photographer right. and I'm on set. Like, no, I created a brand out of it. But I started creating brands out of others around me as well. And I would become frustrated when they could not see the vision that I have for them. I'm like, what do you mean you just want to be a designer and you just want to make one-off pieces of clothes? You can only sell that one time. Why don't you have manufacturers? Why don't you have a proper logo? Why don't you have a proper... <laughs> like, yep. So everybody would yep. get frustrated with me. And I'm like, you're hustling backwards. Even my students, my photography students, I would like be like, okay, if you dress like the help, they're going to pay you like the help. They're going to call you the help. They're going to be like, where's the photographer? Bring the photographer in. Like, that's demeaning. You're a person. Like, let them call you by your name. Hmm. But they're only going to call you by your name if your name is valuable. If I'm on set, they're not going to say, where's the photographer? They're going to be like, where's Shemayim? That's not ego speaking. That's I respect myself. I right. respect my craft. I've put in the time. I put in the energy. I put in the, the the discipline to mastery. You're going to respect that. And so I try to teach that to like all of those in my cipher. And I'm like, build your brand because that's going to outlast whatever services you can provide. Yes. That's how you're going to be able to make money in your sleep. But it was like that requires work. Yes. And most creatives in this field, all they want to do is the creative part. And I was like, I'm sorry, but being a starving artist is never cool. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not. And not and not not to, to cut you out because I want you to keep going. But yeah. uh, I, you know, and I put up that that post weeks back with Dr. Dre where he was talking uh -huh. about, you know, he's like, he's like, of course, I don't like the business. He's like, I love creativity. Of course, I don't like the business. He's like, I never liked the business. He's like, but I had to learn the business and be yes. about the business for my creativity to expand. And I was like, yes, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. So, so you're out in the desert um, and uh, let's, let's, I like this, by the way, this is a hell of a good story to come into the podcast. With. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I started thinking about all of the designers that I had been working with, which were independent, not my mm -hmm. main clients. Those aren't the ones I'm referring to. I'm talking about the ones who, could never probably afford my rate. Those are the ones who um, they're making clothes in their basement. You know, they're sleeping on their futon. And these are the ones who I have such a passionate love for because I'm like, most of the time you have all the talent and all you needed was someone to recognize it. And I, I always felt like that was, that was my place, but I would become disheartened when they would take the services that I could provide them, but all they wanted were likes on Instagram. Right. And I didn't understand that. I was like, we can't eat these likes. Like your children's children mm -hmm. cannot make money off of the likes that you're getting right now off of some cool looking photos. And that just frustrated to me to the point where it was like, okay, you're supposed to be uncomfortable right now. You're supposed to be pissed off right now it's okay to be angry because that's necessary for you to get the point of what you're getting out here in this desert right now and i remember matt drawing out illustrations of designs and giving them to these independent designers and be like okay you keep creating these power ranger looking outfits because you think they look cool but this is marketable design this out of this fabric give it to me in two weeks so that i can shoot it for you and then all of a sudden they would do it. They would start booking jobs. They would have like um, buyers from boutiques contacting them, from showrooms contacting them. Major stylists were like, oh my God, that was amazing. Um, can we order a couple of these from you? And they wanted to take all the credit as if they 
when uh, they literally yep. just yep. made them. But I actually created, and I was like, I'm giving away my jewels. <laughs> yes, so, it happens. Believe me, everything you're saying, all of us, everything you're saying, uh, just in a different industry, I'm feeling it because that I had to have that shift last year as well, and I'm like. You know, and my father's passing helped uh, escalate that. And I was like, I got to rethink my time. I got to rethink my energy. Um, you know, it was before he passed, but, you know, and 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 the approach, like uh, just to be smarter with the approach. So it works mm -hmm. for all of us, especially me, because and, and, and it was a hard narrative to change because we, you know, like you said it earlier, it's like because we want to help people. I just can't have my yeah. cup be empty and still trying to help people in a different way. And, and you know, and then you, like you said, there's the credit, there's the, there's all these different things. And it's like, okay, like if we're not careful, you know, we're going to be, we're, we're going to be getting the short end of that stick. And so I had to really rethink my approach where everybody wins and um, I'm, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I, it, and it, and I did, and so I, I completely get where you're going with this. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, oh man, he's my soul brother. I went through this. I'm <laughs> Absolutely. Still, you know, yeah. Um, and when I was leaving um, Egypt, I was on that long flight back to New York, and at the time, I wasn't, I didn't know that I was supposed to start my my own luxury brand, like of apparel and accessories. I just knew that I was like, okay, there was a shift out there. But on the way back on that flight, and I'm trying to explain to people so much. It was like, I, I, re I remember when I first started as a photographer, and I could not afford plane tickets. And I had to drive 14 hours from Atlanta, Georgia, to um, New York City every mm -hmm. month, like twice a month sometimes. Mm -hmm. And those long drives, that's where I, I learned so much about myself. And that's where I was able to clear my thoughts. But within that time span, I haven't had to do those drives in a very long time. So my time for that reflection is on a flight especially an international flight so on my way back i was thinking about like i was writing my lesson plans for my students um the photographers and the young entrepreneurs that i teach in my courses and i realized i'm like oh man i'm not writing this lesson plan for them i'm writing it for myself mm -hmm. i was teaching myself that yeah. one i'm a service-based career if something unfortunately was to happen to my hands or my legs, say for mm -hmm. instance, if I was out there and I walked off that cliff in Egypt, <laughs> I broke right. an arm or a leg, I would not be able to, to shoot. And that would cease my income for a while. And I was like, okay, you can't be out here teaching people and you yourself are putting yourself in a crazy situation yes. like that. So I was like, one, I needed to create um, another company that where I could make money in my sleep, um, where I would be able to take all of the lessons that I learned through the span of my photography career in fashion and apply them because I would all have already attained that knowledge and that information. It wasn't like I would have to go and learn some new things. Only thing that I would have to learn um, from scratch was the foundation of building a clothing brand, which is... Nobody can express to you how complicated that is. <laughs> it looks like um, it. I've already been looking it, into it. Oh it, it looks like it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just dealing with the relation, the new relationships on a part of the industry that I was never introduced to, because most of my clients are already well established. Like 
they have the manufacturers, you know, like they have the huge teams and I come in and I just take whatever they've created and I add value to it through photography. But the independent designers that I were working with, they never touch manufacturers. They just make one-off stuff, you know, like they sew and cut and that's it. So I never learned that part of the business, which is exciting to me because where Dr. Dre was like, you know, nobody likes the business part. I do. Mm. I feel like business is the most exhilarating sport on earth. Ooh, so, so. And that is, and, and, and that's how I look at business. It's a sport. It is. It really is like it. And it is, you know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, not that they'll that it's a lot of people think it's a short game um, game and it's not. It really is a lot like I have to literally do what my father used to do to me to like friends and other business acquaintances and things like that. Be like, "Mm, hang back, hang back. Don't worry. It's going to reveal itself. And then sure Uh as shit, whether it's a year, two years, three years, boom, the foundation or whatever that they want to go into that, whatever that they were going to partner, whatever they're like, Oh man, that was a Rocky foundation. How'd you know that? I'm like, all the signs were there. (laughs) All the signs were there. I was like, you've got to play long game. You know, you got to have these agreements and you got to have this in place. And yeah, it's mundane sometimes, but you've got to do it. It's called honesty. (laughs) You know, so. Absolutely. Um, and it's like me, I'm one of those individuals, like when I see a, a, a problem, I just want to go ahead and dive into the solution. Mm. And I find that a lot of men, we're, we're, we're very linear like that. Mm. We're an arrow, a straight arrow. And um, in the way of the superior men, it speaks of this. Women move. And I'm, this is just a generalization. Please. Right, right. Ladies, please do not attack me. Everybody's different. Everyone's individual. But I find that a lot of women, and I was raised by majority women. I was the only male in my family for a very, very, very long time, like until recently. Um, they, women move in a circle, and men are like in this straight line, and we think that's why we don't understand each other, but that's why we complement each other so well. Okay. So my linear way of thinking was like, okay, um, I'm going to start this new company. Um, I need to start branding it wrong yep. <laughs> like you have to spend a devoted amount of time to building a foundation first bingo because i was <laughs> like this is a luxury brand and i was i'm i'm so exhausted with seeing the the saturation the oversaturation of luxury like it's so attainable now and i was like that kind of is like the opposite of my definition of what luxury is like when i started seeing like the campaigns for like Louis Vuitton, which is one of the most successful brands, not just luxury brands, not just fashion brands, but luxury, I mean, most successful brands in the world right now, the LVMH group. And they would have 18, 19 year old girls in their campaigns. And I was like, what? I was like, but an 18, 19 year old can't even afford your clothes. And then I was, that made me think into dive into can do the women who can afford these luxury brands, is that how they want to view themselves as 18, 19 year old? Mm. Because I don't, I was like, I've not met one 35 plus woman who was like, God, I would give anything to be. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Like they were like, yeah, you know, I, I better scan, you know, Right, right. Outside of maybe, you know, some, yeah. But like, 
and there's a sweet spot that I've encountered because I work with mostly women being in the fashion industry where they hit like 50 to 60. And that is like a sweet spot in their life. And they love themselves because they don't have the, the insecurities of an 18, 19 year old girl. And I was like, why do these luxury brands not focus on that? Mm. That part of a person's life. But they do it with men. Because most of your most successful male models are older. Men actually make more money in the fashion industry when they're 35 and up. Interesting. And, and it, interesting that you'd focus on that because um, peace is a luxury. Confidence is a luxury. Happiness, oh, yes. happiness is a luxury. <laughs> so the real luxuries where when women are feeling that way, why not capture them there and, and exemplify right. what real luxury is on top of a luxury brand, right? Exactly. So I made a mistake. I started studying the algorithms and the research of the industry during my developmental process. That's a mistake. Um, though that info is is good in a in, in a certain particular uh, technical way, but you have to be in sync with the vibration mm-hmm. of an industry of the market. Those numbers are sometimes plagued by outdated information like um, demographics. If you're still studying demographics, oh man, you're hustling backwards. Mm. Um, Because the internet changed all of that. And so I was like, how do I make this more personal? Because most of my, and I'm going in tangents, but most of my favorite artistic projects were super personal. My favorite Kanye West album was his most personal one. My Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy, whatever the name of that album was. It was very personal. Favorite Outcast album, AT Aliens, very personal. Mm. Tupac's favorite album, album. Uh, the Don Caluminati Seven Day Theory, very oh. personal. So I was like, I cannot create a brand for a market that was taught to me. I have to create it for something personal. So I was like, how do I want to see my wife dress when I close my eyes and imagine my my what my wife is going to be like? How does she dress? And so I started designing that. And then I was like, well, what do I want to wear that has not been created in the market yet? Like, I have a unique history and background that's different than anyone else because everyone does. And I was like, I'm obsessed with Star Wars. I'm obsessed with Jodeci from the 1990s. I'm obsessed obsessed with, like, X-Men comic books from the 90s. Like, how would these costumes look if they were actual clothes and, and people could actually wear them without looking goofy? And if the gods from like ancient Kemet would come back to earth. How would they dress? Like all of these different elements. And I put them together and I created something from it. And it's still a process, but I was like, it's very personal. And so when I started doing like, when I started making it personal, that journey, the investment, the love started flowing natural. Yes. And then I was just like, okay, now I'm in vibration with this purpose. And I realized, because at first we get scared, we're like, but what? For the last 15 years, I've been doing fashion photography. Am I supposed to stop that and just focus? Because in the way of the superior man, it talks about like being focused. And I was like, no, all of these things have one nucleus. It's still all one thing. I was learning fashion photography so I would understand how to build a luxury brand and a different vibration than those that have come before me. I see clothes differently. I see people differently because I see them through the lens of a camera. I see them through uh, a cinematic scope. 
I don't want to create clothes for, um, I don't know, Jonathan and Becca who shop at Walmart. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's no fantasy there. They didn't when they were when they were young and they were excited. They didn't imagine wearing cargo pants and a flannel shirt. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, well, because you're also uh, besides having that that lens, you know, quote unquote, you're also coming at it from the creative and the business. Whereas, right, you know, because because you're you're trying to preserve art and soul, and make sure to manage that as a business. Whereas, yeah. you know, when you see more commercialization. Um, low, lower profit margins, higher quantity, you know, mm-hmm. because they're just strictly trying to run a business um, for sole purpose of profit. And it's like, well, exactly. you, can, you can have purpose and profit and you can have art and soul in the product and really care about the customer. And, you know, which mm-hmm. which I actually had to learn from luxury brands. I mean, I learned that from Krug Champagne. I mean, Olivia Krug literally told me that <laughs> when he sat me down. I was like, let me teach you about branding. It's like about a brand. <laughs> and I was like, huh. And he's like, yeah, you know, love on the people love and and show them the mm. craftsmanship and the mastery mm-hmm. and, and he was like people will always have um he's like the competition is the competition he's like people always have choices but make sure that they remember you as one of them basically i'm paraphrasing but that was kind of like you know so that your relationship with them um which is why they keep coming back to you or they keep interacting that's with brilliant you. information though right? you know like that's advice for life and so right? There was there was a podcast that I was listening to recently about branding and it told me it was like don't focus on what makes a brand successful now. Yes. Focus on how they became successful. Yes. Louis Vuitton was not known for clothes and and big runway shows and these huge flagship stores. No, like they mastered the trunk, yeah. the traveling trunk, the chest. They mastered it, and that's how they built their brand, off of one singular thing. And then they would branch out to handbags, but that handbag had the same heritage uh, as the traveling chest. you know. So they didn't just pop up one day and were like a multi-billion dollar corporation. But the way that our generation is set up right now is just that social media has tricked so many of us into thinking that brands come out overnight. Like um, designer Amire, in Los, based out of Los Angeles, um, everyone thinks that this gentleman just came out of nowhere with these incredible jeans and he's based in LA and it's American made. And that's not his story at all. No matter how much he tries to scream it to the youth, like, no, like I actually worked in an Italian restaurant basement, <laughs> like <laughs> in my showroom with my team of two other people right. for years before you ever heard of me, right. just trying to master denim. Yeah. Yeah, you know they don't want to hear that part because that requires work and effort and energy and right, investment. Right, every and tons of times we lost money. <laughs> right, that everybody loves the the outcome. You know, they mm-hmm. love looking at the outcome. They love feeling the energy of the outcome. But yep. man, do you love the feeling uh, of you know the the journey and the 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 blood and the sweat and the tears? Like if you know people only saw like how much goes on the back end of like. Like even learning um, all the the growth marketing. Growth marketing is all the sales and marketing automation. It is all mm-hmm. the tech, and it is every single detail at every single touch point. It's like every cut and sew stitch. You're just like like I, that's how far I got into it. And I'm like, you guys have no like my <laughs> brain. Some days at the end of the day hurts. It hurts because yes. I'm like, okay, if there's 50 touch points, 
let's make sure that every single one of them is coming out right. And then like, and then, you know, you're asking, it's like you asking some stuff from your models. I'm asking some stuff from the you know clients. I'm like, okay, I need this, this, and this. And it's like, I'll get that to you by Friday. I'm like, can you get it now? <laughs> you know, it would be actually better because the further, it's like the further you move away from a detail to get it done, the, you know, the, sometimes the harder to get back into that creative flow. But yeah, I, I, I completely feel what you're saying. And it's, and it's, it's great that you're, you're doing this. Well, when, when did the, the, the way of the superior man, when did that, when was that, when did you read that by the way? How, how, how soon have you read the that? The first time. Um, so I had a girlfriend back in 2017, I believe. And she was a, she is not was she is a phenomenal woman, like just highly intellectual, um, very spiritually balanced woman. And she sent me like when her and I went our separate ways, she sent me a gift box. And mm. in the gift box was the book Way of the Superior Man. And um, I didn't read it at the time because, you know, when you go in and out of a relationship, you're like, ah, out of yeah. sight, out of mind. You're right. And when I put it in my library and one day that book just seemed like it was glowing on the bookshelf. <laughs> like Funny how all that of happens. these books in my library. Yep. And I was just like, I picked it up and I was like, what is this about? Cause I, you know, it's just, I read the back of it and then I was just like, Hmm, two pages in past the fort. I was sold. Yep. I was like devouring this book and, I was like, okay, I can't recommend this book enough to people. Like I was yep. on my Instagram stories, like yep. every chapter I was like, okay, I don't care if nobody's listening. That one person, if as long as there's just one person on my IG story, uh, who, who is, can get this message. I was like, I have to share the, the lessons of this book. And it, I felt like it was a book that finally authentically spoke to me as a man yes. without any apologies. Yes. It wasn't like pumped up on fake testosterone pills. Like (laughs) it was honest. It was deliberate. It was intentional. Um, It didn't disrespect me as a man either. Right. Because I find like a lot of these modern male centric authors are disrespectful to men. Like they try to make us feel guilty. Like there's something wrong with us. Right. For the way that we naturally vibrate. We're not women. And I know that that's like a controversial thing right now, but I do not believe that men and women were created equally. We were created perfectly to be what we are. And it complements each other so well naturally, I believe. We balance each other in such a gorgeous and spiritual way. Like, and, and even within the scope of the masculine and the feminine, the, the, the divine masculine, the sacred feminine, there's beauty in the individual as well. But this book, it felt like I was sitting there in a great low key lounge with my best male friend. We both had us some good drinks <laughs> and we right. were just talking. Like I felt like I was sitting there on a beautiful leather reclining chair with the old fashioned, some dim lighting and my brother and yeah. I were just talking there you go. about real things. And, um, and I love how just like you, which is why I respect you so much. Like, you and this book both vibrate from the spiritual and from the worldly. Yes. Because they both coincide. Yes. There's, I don't believe, I think you're unbalanced if you ever lean more so towards 
just thinking things logically and what I can see, feel, and touch with my senses, and or the uh, the other world, which is just the spiritual. Right, the bliss. The junkies. book was perfectly balanced, and it wasn't like uh, religious thumping. No, 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 no. You know, by the way, for everybody listening, especially um, you know the ladies, if you're wondering, because it's it was a book written for men. Um, and, and by the way, I know a lot of women that read the book, um, and it Me even too. came up yeah. in a conversation last week from a lady, a uh, friend of mine that said, um, she just read it and she's like, wow, wow. Like to, she's like <laughs> to understand the man at that yeah. level. She's like, it, because it, it's love. Like that's the part that I, uh-huh. the, just so everybody listening, like it's love. It's not like these, like, just like Shemayim said, it's not like these testosterone books. It's about like man's pursuit of himself in what yes. you want from your man because it's how you trust the man it's how you respect his decision making abilities it's like it's all the like the the <coughs> you know and it and it talks about the heightened so it does talk about the the masculine and the feminine you know in in mm-hmm. a man, within a man within all people but within the man and then also um you know talking about like if you were to look at, at women as like they're this um this beautiful like intelligent knowing from a sixth sense whereas men have to kind of work a little bit differently on their you know on that sixth sense by tapping into their purpose because if not Mm -hmm. they're removed and i was actually reading this recently in a chabad like article about like the difference between men and women and women can be very involved because they have that emotional and that that gut natural gut instinct and be involved whereas men can be removed but that's where they their their feelings may not be as a, as attached but that both both the man and the woman need that you need to get a man to be more involved and you need a man to get a woman to get more sometimes removed like hey look at it from this bigger thing but anyways in the book what was interesting to me um, small tear rant, but like what was interesting to me was this idea of like they 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 they. So to give you con, so to give the listeners context, there's a part where it said, "You ever ask a man, um, you know, well, that well, let's break this down. They say like a woman would ask her man, hey, can you do this?' And if a man says yes all the time, subconsciously, subconsciously, they are losing a little bit of respect." for the man because they're saying yes to things that they shouldn't even Mm -hmm. be saying yes because it is an improper decision not like yes just i mean (laughs) you should say yeah you should of course say yes to like something you know a a good decision but it's when you say yes to everything yeah yes men yes people like you say yes all the time so sort of like you see that that um where the uneven in a household where like women feel like after a while if the man can't make a good decision they're like I'll I'm making I'm wearing the pants I'm wearing I'm making the decisions all this stuff and there's a on a subconscious energetic level what might actually be happening is that almost a lacking of a trust can my man can a man make a decision you know can can that, as, speaking as a woman can can the man make a decision no I'll have to make it and that but um but that if man understands his journey and is like i am i i'm constantly trying to make good decisions yes here no there yes here no there you know and even and this was broken down in the book you know so i'm like you it's like it's it's broken down in the book and it's hard to sometimes explain but it's like even when a woman might ask her man and say like hey you know can you do this and he says you know what i can't i have to do this right now that on the surface level, the conscious level or the subconscious level, she might be a little upset or whatever it might be, but um, that 
where um, where there might be a level where she wants to be his number one. Actually, she wants to be his number two behind his purpose. Because that's my favorite part of the book. That, that, that's my favorite part too. Because it means because because if she's the number two behind the purpose, she can see and trust and feel yes. his decision making abilities. That like no. I trust that individual 100% to make really good decisions because he's also making decisions that also affect me. He's taking me into consideration, right? So that's the that's the 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 major the major premise of of that part in relation from man relationship to women and man's relationship to himself among many other things, you know, it talks about like everything from like masturbation to like um energy and sexual energy to um you mm -hmm. know um confidence and um, confidence comes from clarity. Clarity comes from movement. Movement comes from, you know, these taking these steps and the ability to just make a good decision. And uh, so I, I just, I really dug that, like that part of the book so much. And it, and it was just interesting how, because then the other part is that, so when men who are very honest, this is about honesty, integrity, ladies, and just people, everyone. Uh, this is about honesty, integrity, because then when we do give our time and energy and attention to our significant other, we're very present. And you know that we're being very present because you know that like we're very good about how we spend our time and our word and our actions match our words. And that yes. is where a woman then or a, a, a partner, a spouse, you know, um, any sex, but like we're, we're a partner, like in our case, we're, we're our women would be like, oh, you know, he's very present. Like he's giving me this time, energy and attention and, you know, um, and I trust and respect him. So that's, that's the, yeah, man, that's my, is I love the book, but I just had to throw that, that rant out there. Cause it's just, it's one of my favorite books, man. Excellent points. And there was this, this one part where it was like, um, a man's mission is their priority. Yes. Like, unless you know your mission and have aligned your life to it, your core will feel empty. Your presence in the world will be weakened, as will your presence with your intimate partner. Yes. The next time you notice yourself giving in to your woman, postponing your mission and denying yes. your true purpose in order to spend time with her, stop. Tell your woman that you love her, but you cannot deny your heart's purpose. Tell her that you will spend 30 minutes or a specific time with her in absolute attention and total presence, but then you must return to carry on your mission. Yes. Like, if we only understood that, because we, we, we've been conditioned to think that if we tell our wives or our partners that they come second, then she will have contempt towards us. Right. I've never experienced that to be true. Matter of fact, I've always witnessed, even with my own mother, my own grandmother, that they respected the man more, not the workaholic type man, like that's right. unbalanced. Right. There's something else going on there. There's a psychological thing, right? When you're like a workaholic, but when they see like this man is not only devoting or investing his time, his wealth and his resources into a company for the sake of material gain, but because he wants more for himself and his family. Yes. They have to respect that. And, a woman that is in vibration with her purpose will understand a man yes. that is in vibration with their purpose. And I tell people this all the time. Like, I don't like if you come to the relationship, let's just say uh, arbitrary number. Like if I come to the relationship as a millionaire, my woman comes to the relationship as a millionaire. Now we're multimillionaires. Like find you someone that is in balance with you, 
You know, if not, she's going to be pulling you away from your purpose because she has some different traumas that she hasn't dealt with. Yes. Or if you're not in vibration with your purpose, you're going to do the same to her. Yes. So I, mean, I just love the way that he laid it out in that novel. It was just absolutely beautiful. And he spoke the language that I think that a lot of men can understand and relate to. Well, yeah, because, you know, you know, I, I sometimes think that women may not understand men actually want to please they're they're significant they want to please women like they want like like very deeply (laughs) like and um when they lie that's unfortunate they're doing it either out of shame on themselves you know Mm -hmm. or out of fear of the that woman uh and they shouldn't and i get it and i I totally get it you know that's a man must evolve to a point where he is brutally honest with himself and be clear on his mission um and Mm -hmm. establish his core values and integrity and be able to communicate that in a way where when he communicates it you know when when we communicate that that it's not um that we don't dim our shine if it's not a reciprocated or understood you know um, mm-hmm. yes. But to your point, then it has to be matched, and and I like that you brought up and same thing. Like if a woman is you know is on her 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 path, and we're not, we cannot do that to her just the same either. Like we cannot dim their their path, we cannot dim their shine. We can only make it better. You know, it's funny. A, a rabbi said to me years ago, um, and to this to credit to credit um, women, he said. I love you. And I was like, okay, I, you know, I appreciate you. And he goes, you're a good businessman. You're good. I was like, yeah, no, I, thank you. I, you know, I respect that. He's like, I love your hustle. <laughs> love your hustle. Mike." And he goes, you could be great. And I was like, okay. And he goes, a partner makes you great. A partner in life makes you great. He's like, it yes. elevates your game. He's like, I'm not saying so that true. like you can't be on your mission. He's like, cause you should be on your mission. But a partner that's in play with you on your mission is a teammate and it ups your level of game, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, he's like, and the power of women are, is so strong, you know, and he's really talking about partnership. I just want everybody to understand that. But like, even he's talking in relation right. to me, you know, um, as interested in, in a woman. And he said, you know, but the power of a woman is so um, he's like, is so um they raise your vibration. They raise your your game. They can see blind spots you can't, but you equally have to run your race in a way where there's this like they're 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 complementary to the process because they're so highly you know uh, elevated involved. He's like, oh, of course you have to choose a partner like that as well, <laughs> playing like that. But he's like, but they up your level of game uh, because on your mission. You know, no man's an island. You can't do it completely mm-hmm. by yourself, but you definitely have to stay true to your form of integrity and values on that mission because that's actually also what she really, really respects. You know, that's um, because they feel safe and security is not yes. financial like everybody thinks it is. And I preach this all the time. It's, it's not <laughs> financial. It's can yeah. I trust this human being? Can I trust yeah. this human being to show up? daily and how am i helping that person show up or am i dimming their showing up and i need to get out the fuck out of the way basically (laughs) you know what i mean and that's yeah 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 you know i think that that's important but yeah so two jewels right there right one um came from uh napoleon hill of course spoke about this um but also there i do not remember the author's name but the book is the millionaire next door Mm. where the author says that the most important investment that a man can have 
is to marry well. Mm. So. Most successful multimillionaires and billionaires have been married for an extended amount of time. And they have a very, most of them will have only married once, but if they haven't, they have like a very small number of marriages. Mm. And it's unfortunate that once they reach a certain level that that can break if because they have not, they spent so much time just acquiring that they also neglected the actual relationship to help build them there. So I can understand an argument that a lot of men have is like, whoa, okay, women should not get half of everything that you built. You didn't build that by yourself. Right. Like, I understand you were probably the one in court, you know, in court practicing that shot every day. But man, when you were, when the world was trying to break you, who built you back up at home? Yes. Like, that's very important. Mm -hmm. And so to marry well is to marry a good counselor. Mm. Because your wife or your partner is who you go home to and you share your secrets and you share. And like the movie 300 had a great scene where King Leonidas would come and like he wanted to just like and she was just like, you're not going to drop that shield. You're not going to drop that helmet. Like she built him back up that night and sent him back off to his purpose. Yep. Even if it was to die. Yeah. You know, uh, there's also uh, another really great, uh, to my point earlier, but with, with the rabbi said to me, and it's right. It, I use King Leonidas as an example. Beginning of the movie, the yeah. man is making a threat that there's another, there's the, oh, yeah. the, the, the foreigners are making a threat. The messengers are making a threat to these, to this, yeah. to the, the, um, to the Leonidas and all of their, their city and all their people. And he knows what he has to do. He doesn't do it without consulting Looking his wife back. first. And he, he looks at her, at right? He looks at her for the, <laughs> like, I know what I need to do, uh-huh. but I, like, alignment, like, at the same time, your counsel is uh-huh. is wanted here. What is your counsel? And she gives a nod, a nod. yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, when do we stop communicating like that? You know, like what? I mean, I, I know it's Man, from ancient, you. <laughs> you know, ancient Roman times. And I was like, <laughs> but like, but it's like, but it was so, and it was so cool because he didn't make a move without count, like the counsel of his partner, his wife, even oh, though he so. knew instinctively what to do. And that's playing mm-hmm. with a teammate. And she was aligned well, too, because she knows the exact same options. They're looking at the same options, either our people become, you know, in a very uh, difficult, like, this is about honor and integrity and doing the right thing. I honor you right back for one to do the right thing. I give I, I give you that blessing of doing the right and thing. And respect. And respect. Like, it's so, like, and that, that level of communication. So, if anybody out there is listening to this, that's that's what Shemayim and I are trying to, like, you know, constantly build upon. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys wonder, like, Absolutely. I didn't say it's easy in a modern <laughs> world, but it's, but it's, it's. It's strange out here now. Yeah, um, we're getting mixed signals. We're getting um, we just got bad communication on 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 every front. It's not it's not just a man thing. It's not just a woman thing. It's not a generational thing. It's not even just a race thing. It's just we're our communication. We have so we're so connected now. Mm. Yet our our level of our, our our skill of communication is probably so bad. Well, and <laughs> and. Oh, go ahead. No, please go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, you know, we've been we've been so affected um, by generational traumas, generational mm-hmm. communication techniques, um, modernization of technology, um, giving a different sense of, you know, what's really going on, um, you know, and narratives and stuff like that. And, you know, with 
more dealing with more information coming in than ever before, the ability to slow down and be like, let me understand what my traumas are. Let me understand how, where and how I'm going to heal so I don't take that out on anybody else and that when I communicate, I make sure that I'm communicating from a place that is my heart, not my ego or some lower, lower chakra and from yeah. a, a former narrative that somehow got triggered up just from you saying the wrong thing at the exact right time that I'm now <laughs> going to speak to you differently than how I should be, right? But like, you know, in yeah. those times of the Leonidas times, a lot of times they were raised from their very ground. I mean, you know, although King Leonidas was actually raised by Aristotle to think. So, I mean, <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> alone, <laughs> I, right. believe, I believe right. it was, or no, it was a him or I think, I don't know, or he was taught by one of the, like, or Socrates or something like that, but but anyways, the point being is that um, we've had to deal with um, any wide range of really serious traumas all the way down to like your normal triggered traumas that anybody can go through in a modern mm-hmm. society. And I think that um, when we deal with ourselves and love on ourselves and understand ourselves better and we start to communicate that, we stop putting expectations in everybody else and start communicating to them from a better place and, and a better understanding. Like we all want the same things more or less. <laughs> you know? I think so too, you know? which leads to, of course we have our personal traumas, but we also have cultural traumas. Yes. Um, yes. I cannot speak for the cultural traumas of anywhere outside of the United States of America, but we have cultural traumas that we have, we haven't dealt with. And now they're, they bottled up and now that there's a platform, a soapbox for everybody to just express their thoughts openly, that's unhealthy because there's layers, there's levels that we have to, to deal with first before we could just launch out at each other. It's just like everybody's sitting in an auditorium and there's like no conductor to the conversation. Right. The internet <laughs> is just a microphone and everybody's yelling at the same time. Um, and Whereas in like, I, there's one thing that I, I, I really appreciate about my journey is the fact that in 2005, when I went on my spiritual journey, when I went on my pilgrimage, one of the things that I knew that I needed to do was leave my prejudices at home. Leave my, what I, who I thought I was at home. And I got in a car with my best friend and we just started driving. We had no set destination. There was no GPS on our phones back then. We literally had MapQuest. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, it took me to spend time with Native Americans, uh, different Native American um, nations like the Hopi and the Grand Canyon, seeing how they see God, seeing how they see love, how they define love, how they marriage. Then I went with um, Muslims at a, at, at, um, at a mosque. Then I went to temple with um, Hasidic Jews. Mm -hmm. Then I went to cathedrals with Catholics who I had never spent time with. But to, I mean, all of the, I went to so many Buddhist temples. Like I went to spent time and broke bread with atheists, with agnostic people. And it was just like, I just want to find God as many places as I can. And, And throughout all of that journey, I had to one, be accepting and loving and compassionate to other people mm-hmm. because I was like, all right, like I've witnessed racism because I'm from the South and I'm a black man, but I also want to know why. And I met what I found is fear. 
everywhere mm. from all sides. Yep. And yes. everybody's operating from a sense of fear yes. rather than understanding. And that ta- understanding takes a lot of effort and energy. Oh, fear man, doesn't take it does. that much. Yeah, that's true. Like for me to be able to hunt down, and I literally had to hunt them down because they're difficult to find. I had to go to Tennessee to go and like meet with some clansmen of the Ku Klux Klan that were actually open to just talking with me. I'm like, yo, we ain't got no TVs. We don't have any microphones. I just want a conversation. And they, what I found was they just wanted to protect their community. How they did it, I don't agree with, but I have a better understanding. You know, like their thing wasn't like, oh, we just hate black people because they're black. No, most of the time they're ignorant. And I don't say stupid. I say ignorant because they don't know anything about that culture. It's foreign to them. So they're afraid. They what? think that Mexicans are coming in and taking their job. Like that's how they really think. Right. They didn't think, hey, maybe I should increase my skills so that I can be more productive to the marketplace and still get better. Jo- no, no, it's fear. <laughs> I I feel like a lot of people miss that point. Not not just in um in that particular instance and with racism, but like in everything that any fear based decision um is to your point, I mean it's it's easier to, to live in a fear, but like any fear based decision, um it's not real. And when people um peel back that layer and try to just communicate with like what's bothering you and 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 even even when um so my 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 point being is like when people attack whether it is through speech through fighting through anything you can literally disarm somebody by basically saying like what do you need like Mm -hmm. what's going on with you like i didn't like you know and 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 I think it's important for that because what can happen is otherwise somebody attacking, you can internalize that emotion that you're now feeling of frustration and hurt and anger and all, or all these things. You're now taking on their same energy. Most people don't even understand. They're like, oh, but what that person said was wrong. I'm like, it's not about you. It had nothing <laughs> to do with you. And it's hard for somebody to say that because, and I get it, I get it because it's like they just happen to find a trigger with you and Mm -hmm. your trigger now is coming up at the same time they're upset about something completely different. And And now it's emotional. And now it's emotional on both sides, which if you think about it, what a commonality of a goal of like life, which is their peace and freedoms and all that other stuff. But you are talking about apples and bananas. You got triggered mm-hmm. up from something else that somebody said to you a way, way long time ago or that just is still an emotional blockage somewhere inside. That happens to be communicating now with the person who's attacking you who has uh, having a whole other fear and insecurity, not even related to your fear and insecurity. Now you're having two completely different conversations. So like what I, what I find interesting is when we, feel, when we see, hear, and feel something very negative understanding the emotion inside of ourselves to be like hmm why am i feeling that but then stopping the other person but like what do you need like and you know and then they might and it'll start off surface because it could be very like oh you know like with the case where you were talking to clansmen they could say like you know oh we want all this and you know you're like no like but what will that do for you like i'm like what do you really want <laughs> and then as you go through the layers you actually find, like you said, like the fears and you find out like what they're really, what, what's really 
bothering them. And then you could see this never had anything to do with me. This has to do with this narrative that you're dealing with. And how can I help alleviate that? Now we're having a bond, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, right. pe people, not them. I'm just saying like, in general, like people in general right, right, like, are right. having a bond, you know? So yeah, you know, communication. But I think it comes from this scarcity thing. Yes, it does. Like we're conditioned to think that, the universe operates in scarcity when it i believe it, it operates in the exact opposite in abundance like yes there are there are enough jobs for everyone there are enough resources for everyone no, despite what the media says there are enough resources on planet earth for all of us there's enough money out here there's always money being made there's more gold and oil being pulled from the earth like there's enough mm -hmm. you don't have to take anything from anyone rather that's a woman from another relationship, um, 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 food from another person's kitchen, a job from another person in your field. Like you don't have to take anything. And I hate to sound so cliche when they say what's for you is for you, but you can have whatever you choose to manifest. You have to make the choice. You think you can get it the easy way by taking it, but you can't ignore the universal laws out there. Mm. If you take that's just going to create a very bad pattern of toxic energy flowing your way. They call it karma or whatever. But it, if we could just shift ourselves to training ourselves to think in abundance rather than scarcity, a lot of this fear will, will dissipate. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and I think that what halts people, and I get it, speaking from personal experience at times too, like I think what halts people um, with the fear is that it feels a certain way and it brings it and it, it's, it's sometimes uncertainty and all these other things. And what disarms fear is just instantly attacking and saying, okay, cool. What am I afraid of? Why is that? And what do I believe to be true? And right. just dealing with it. But I think that it, the irony is that everybody, they numb it. They either numb it or they put, not everyone, a lot of people numb it or they push it aside versus mm -hmm. you know just saying oh wait, wait, I'm, I'm feeling this and and then on top of that the fact that they can't probably say that out loud to a loved one or to whoever their friend or whatever like everybody has to be so tough and be like no i got everything under control I, i'm good i'm good everything's good it's like no something bother you like yeah actually i'm totally feeling this do i believe it to be true no i have no idea where it's coming from i hope you don't judge me next <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like if, if people just got more open like that and um because it's again, it's not real, you know, and, and you're right. There's so much more abundance. And I know a lot of people, they say like, oh, you know, I see that. I hear it online. I, you know, talk about the law of attraction and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, it's requiring you, though, to also deal with who you are. You know, you can't just kind of say, oh, I want this. It's like you have to also like, you know, I, I think that it's because I, I like to think that it's getting better about how it's being taught about to be the vibration. Being the vibration is literally dealing with who you are and understanding why those things are there and then mm -hmm. being able to once you deal with them they'll no longer really exist because you've now dealt with it <laughs> you know back to that whole honesty and integrity thing you know that we've been paying all of these counselors and right. psychologists uh thousands and thousands of dollars for all of these years to tell us information that is so easily and readily available to us um right now you have your podcast that 
does just oh my god there's so many great podcast episodes that you've had mm-hmm. with individuals from literally all walks of life and they're all preaching the same thing true <laughs> and i'm just like if and it, it kind of goes back to Napoleon Hill, who interviewed all of those billionaires, millionaires, and they were all saying the same thing, that universal truth, it may be said in different words and different languages, but it's the same truth. And it was, and it's just like, I'm so, I feel so good and optimistic about our next generation. I know everybody thinks it's crazy right now, but I can imagine being born into a world where I could be... 12 years old and have your podcast available for free yeah yeah <laughs> like a 12 year old like you're sitting in the car with your parents on the way to school and your parents are like listening to the podcast and you're like sitting in the back seat absorbing this at 12 years old yeah or earlier yeah. imagine what those what these kids are going to be like when they're like 40 right therapy cheap therapy cheap these days <laughs> no. but you're but you're, but you're but you're right i i i if you can remove what I what I've told a lot of people, and, and this is kind of what I believe with everything we're seeing, I said, listen, I'm like, if you've ever done your own personal transformation, it is ugly as shit. It is oh, yeah. ugly. You are dealing with all of your dark stuff, the <laughs> stuff that you've been holding back, the stuff that you've been guilting yourself, the stuff like you're mm-hmm. just it it doesn't look good. People go, Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, you know, I mean, imagine if you got seven billion people at the same time mm-hmm. going through a transformation, and and that also mm-hmm. includes it the systems, and that includes the people like in different areas of different industries of power, and like, and basically just ripping everything open and saying, here's what it's really looked like this whole time, you know, just that it hasn't been spoken about or or public or whatever, and all this stuff. It's not going to feel and look good. <laughs> you but know? you know what it looks like? It looks like 2020. Yes. Well, that's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> it is 2020. That's it. So that's, that's what, that's what is happening. And I, and I, and I kind of assure people that saying like, it's going to take some time. Transformation takes time. Like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I, I've had a good life, but the more intentional years have been the last eight and the, mm-hmm. the most amount of, um, you know, feeling like I'm kind of on that other side of that, you know, steep, steep, uh, you know, uh, the, the valley, if you will, has been the last like year and a half, too, you know, and then now that's its own journey. And I'm enjoying that process a lot differently. I'm like, but that that took time. So I'm like, when you see what's happening with the world right now, it's just going to take some time. But where we're heading, I, I believe, to be very beautiful um, and, and abundant and a whole different like, you know, the, you know, an awakening of people saying like enough. And I did a post a long time, a long while back about it. Like you will know when enough is enough. Like you have had enough. You don't even think that your own excuses are going to help you anymore. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. I got to do the work. I got, I got, I need, I need all of the, the resources because the only thing left to rely on is me doing the work. And that's where we're going to I think head. enough hits us once we get past our emotions. Yes. And ready to do Because you know, for the most part, we're angry. Ah, yes. rah, this person did this. Everybody did this. Yes. But once you get past the anger, you're like, okay, I'm good. Yes. Enough. Right. <laughs> and so 2020, we're angry. Right. Everybody's angry. All of this stuff is being exposed. Our innards are coming out, you know? But that's why I'm like, it's just if you just watch the natural fluctuations of the universe, you know, like this, all of this hostility, this low vibration, it's not sustainable. No, it's not. It's go- it's going to balance itself back out, but it cannot balance itself back out into where we were before, where we were uh, covering it up. 
we put a Band-Aid on everything. Right. The, don't talk about that. Yeah, that doesn't work. Don't speak it, about that. It doesn't work anymore. You know, it won't. We're not going to talk about how much women don't get paid as much as men doing the same job with the same amount of experience. Don't talk about that because this is just the way it's always been. We're not going to bring up the racist thing. Oh, you're counter-racist. You're like, no, no, no. We kept putting Band-Aids on things. Yes. Instead of exposing them so that we could actually heal. Yeah. America, we have a, United States of America has a very bad problem with not wanting to deal with its stuff. We just want to move past it. But even in any kind of relationship, the relationship can't get better. If you cheated on your wife or your wife cheated on you and you just try to forget about it and just move on like it never happened, it's just going to create a callus and it's going to be deeper. And you're going to have resentment towards each other because you didn't deal with it. And it's going to hurt to deal with it, just like how you're saying, like it hurts to be so vulnerable. But it's necessary in order for the scab to come over and the skin to grow back and it'd be nice and clean. It's the only way we're going to win. It's the only way we're going to win. You know, it is we're going to all have to basically come together. We're going to have to learn nutrition and better and better uh, health. We're going to have to learn better communication and better relationships. We're going to have to learn, you know, um, uh, to educate ourselves differently. And we're going to have to learn finance differently. And we're going to have to learn, you know, um, how to make better choices uh, for ourselves and for others around us. We're going to have to learn how to be better leaders. But we need, we all need each other is the irony, like to do that. Um, because uh, the, all the fighting is an interesting thing because it's like, yeah, but if you guys stopped and actually asked each other what each other wants, wouldn't you be surprised to figure out that you both want the exact same thing? You're just communicating it differently and you're communicating it from anger or frustration or any other type of emotion right now versus realizing that we all want the same things and more or less we want the same things. But like, um, and, and so I, you're right. I mean, healing, healing comes from dealing with the shit. And we have to deal with it versus like trying to let's just get through COVID. Let's just get through this. Let's just get through that. I'm like, let's just get through the elections. I'm like, and then what? <laughs> like, right. you know, like, no, right. let's talk about let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about health and nutrition. Can we talk about that? Like, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I've been I've been really impressed lately with watching the amount of people on social media. Well, I, I urge everybody to do their own due diligence. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I've yeah, been finding the content very interesting lately of the people who are now really, truly speaking out all over the place and saying, like, let me show you documentation. Let me show you facts. Let me show you what's you know going on. And and I love that people even, you know, coming out and talking about like health more and nutrition saying, listen, yeah, OK, like so. On one hand, you're saying, you know, masks solve this, the um, not spreading. How about mm-hmm. not suppressing <laughs> your your body and your immunity and, and uh, no panic and fear and stress, which will actually decrease your immunity levels like by like countless amounts. You know, let's Speak talk about <laughs> solutions. Let's talk about solutions. Let's talk about like, hey. So for boosting your immunity, these are the things that you can do. These are the foods that you can eat. Uh, these are the, you know, some of the activities that um, you can start to kind of prep yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, but I get it. I get it. That doesn't, uh, there's a, there's some other things behind that, you know, and related to big industries and stuff like that. So we're Physically not and spiritually yeah. malnourished. Yes, there you go. And we wonder why we are where we are. Right. There you go. That's that's the better way of putting it that it keeps us out of trouble. But that's <laughs> it's it's physically and spiritually malnutrition. New, new, so we have yeah. several months where we could not massively um what is the word I'm looking for? Distract ourselves. Mm-hmm. There were no sports, there's no movies. Mm-hmm. Uh we couldn't go to our restaurants, couldn't go to our nightclubs, our bars. 
and we had to deal with each other. Yes. And ourselves. <laughs> yes. We had to stay home with the wife that we couldn't run from every day from eight to eight. We had to actually speak to our children and find out what's going on with you in your life. Right. Right. There has to be some beauty that comes out of all of this. There's so much beauty in, in the <laughs> opportunities. I just think that it was a very tough, um, you and I see it that way. And, and I think a lot of people have learned that during this time, but I think that there's so mm -hmm. much more that they went a, a little stir crazy and I get it. I get it. Look, I work from home as well too. So I get it, but like, um, <laughs> right. you know, but I've been doing it for years. So, but I, but I, you know, yeah, I just, I think that there was so much beautiful opportunity. And like, look, I, I kind of look at it like this. This is how I try to explain things. Do you ever, people like me, you, I, I think we're very similar. I mean, I, now it's different, but me 10 years ago, um, being the empath side of me um, mm -hmm. and a loyalist on top of that, you know, uh, I mean, I am like when everybody else is like done with you, I'll probably still like you can pull through. <laughs> like, but I, I've, I've learned right. my boundaries. I've learned my boundaries. But, but what I have found is that when we do not make good decisions, the universe will do it for us. And what mm. I and what I mean by that, which I know you know what I mean, but what I, for every listen, what I mean by that is sometimes I would stick things out because I was so optimistic and trying to do to to make that tough situation everything it could, you know, be you know, and then God, universe, source will come in and be like. This kid is not moving out of the way. I I don't know any other way. This is going to hurt a little bit. I'm going to have to drag him out. And I think sometimes people don't understand that like we can be so in a path that may not necessarily be working for us, but we just are trying to stick to our, you know, our commitment to it or our, you know, we're trying to, you know, just, you know, force the the outcomes and all that stuff. And sooner or later, if we just can't get out of our own way, the universe will help us get out of our way. And it's not always pretty. And it they will sometimes it will just sometimes drag you right out, you know, and it hurts. But it's beautiful if you can recognize the opportunity of it's dragging you out because you no longer belong there and you have something better that's trying to get in. You don't have the space available for it to even get in, in the first place. And quite frankly, I'm thinking that you're you're the abuse of you in this situation isn't going to work at all for the future of you. So I need you out of it and I need you reflecting. And I look at this year as kind of like it pulled a lot of people out of the matrix and kind of said, look, there's a lot that was going on in your lives that I think that I had to pull you up out of it. So you can just take a moment to reflect. Are you happy? Do you like what you have? Do you? Do you really? Do you like where you're heading? Yeah. Do you like what was going on? Did you like your family dynamic? Did you like your relationship dynamic? Did you like your business dynamic? Did you like your career dynamic? Do you like your financial dynamic? Like health, all this. Like, did you take time to sit and think about and reflect? Like, what now that I have the time? Because we've all been talking about it for years, right? When I have the time. Absolutely. When I have the time. Well, Listen, you got the time that you take the time to think about it and then say, okay, now I got to be humble enough and have the humility to start from scratch in any one of those areas that um, I now need to give more energy and attention to. So I think there was beautiful energy, that beautiful opportunities. I just think that, uh, you know, that opened up for probably some more emotions. <laughs> it's what we're witnessing. <laughs> you know? A lot of it.
Um, but I'm like I said, I'm so optimistic about me too. Everything, and I'm just grateful also for the time that we we've just been allotted. And I don't know if it's coming to an end or or we're still in the middle of it or I don't know. I don't force it. I just flow with it. I'm grateful. Um, but I choose to be grateful. Yes. It's so easy for us to fall into the trap of woe is me and business is horrible. Man, I know so many people who lost their businesses. Mm -hmm. But I was like, mm, was this the universe shifting you? Yeah. Yeah. And I know you don't want to hear that right now because you're emotional, but just something to consider because there's, I, I, it would take a whole episode just talking about the, blessings that could have come from this thing but um i just i know that the world has enough in their ear that's speaking negativity so if i could just be that one drop in the ocean is like but you're alive yeah yeah but you still have your family yes things are tough things are rough but your wife didn't leave you matter of fact you guys are stronger than you've ever been mm -hmm. your company now you have a stronger foundation because you were actually able to stop being an independent person out there and you were able to have time to go look into forming your LLC. <laughs> now you were able to go incorporate yourself in your business, make yourself legit. So, you know, when you come out of this thing, you're, you're legitimate, you're stronger, your finances are better. You understand the fluctuations of the market better because you studied it during this off time. Like life is good even when it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it was, it's interesting. I, I saw, I saw a lot of what happened in several people's, several people's businesses and, um, kind of to your point, you ever seen this? Um, it's like a, it's not a meme, but like one of those online, you know, kind of, um, educational type of post, but it's like, you know, cartoonish and there you show a person holding the rope and it's wrapped around their hands so tight cause they can't let go and they're bleeding. And then it shows them letting go of the rope and the healing start, their hands start healing. They're less like constricted or whatever. Sometimes mm -hmm. people hang on to things that secretly they know are hurting them from stress standpoint or from, a, um, you know, from a, just a health standpoint, any number of, of, of issues. And some I saw that lost one business when they stopped to think about it, they realized, oh shit, like what a blessing because it was draining me. <laughs> like they, they, they saw the, like, you know, they, they saw the verbiage over the last so many years and they were like, I did kind of complain about, so like the, and it's a tough conversation to have because there, by the way, there's, there's several businesses that did not deserve it that totally like got you know taken out and they were already happy sure, and all that sure, other stuff sure. that you know that is that is truly truly a, a travesty but it was just um it, but i did see with a couple of people who they for them took that step back and were like i did used to complain about the hours i did used to complain about like the fact that it was draining me i did used to like and i was like ah i'm like i'm not saying you manifest it because nobody really manifested covid i was like but but like, where did the universe just remove you from it? Ah, that's tricky because I kind of feel like as a society, globally, we kind of did manifest it. You know, I I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, you know, you're, you're right. You're right. I, mean, I know it's touchy, but it is. You I know. don't believe anything just happens. Right. 
Right. Well, there was a lot of subtle behaviors happening <laughs> at a very internal level <laughs> and at very high up levels for many, yeah. many, many years, which as a collective energy, it's going to have a tipping point and it's going to have a manifestations I mean, of sorts, good and bad, you know. Just to think of the scale of this thing, like it's not like one country. It's not like it's everybody mm-hmm. like even if it's like even if this worked in your favor it affected yeah everyone i just i cannot just pass that by and be like wow crap happened yeah no like this is like amazing and terrifying and brilliant and tragic all at the same time mm-hmm. and i was just like this is purposeful yeah and now we as individuals choose how we go forth from that. But there's a million people out there who are going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going backwards. This was the catalyst. Yes. Now, that one person who owned that little restaurant on the corner in Brooklyn, New York City, and it went under, they're looking and they're scratching their head like, this is all I've ever known. Right. I feel for them. I'm compassionate for them. Like many of them, my favorite pizza spot is mm. is gone. But I was like, think about it. Like for this to just take you out the game, you were already on the edge. Mm. Mm. Now, <laughs> yeah. Can you take the lessons that you've gained from those 20 years of you being on the edge? Imagine how stressed you had to be to have a company that was always like, one bad quarter away from going bankrupt. You know, um, a perfect, perfect analogy right there, what you said, a perfect statement, and I'll tell you why. Because you, what about your bird off Goodman's and your, <laughs> you know, like yeah. and you're like yeah. your, your, your Nordstrom's <laughs> that were like, you know, everybody, nobody assumed that a luxury brand would be month to month on their cash flow. Oops. Oh my God. Oops. Like, like so, right? If this doesn't expose us all. Right. <laughs> You know, so I think that that's where, you know, I, but so I, I, I kind of have uh, uh, some of the people that I was, you know, have speaking with that lost the, the business at the when they're small businesses. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, by the way, it's not just you, you know, and like, look at Look no. at how these foundations were set up over here. Like they, you know, nobody thinks that um, a a brand as big as some of these were living month to month. They don't, that's not a, a mentality that you'd look at them and go, Oh shit, you were living month to month as well too. You were overextended <laughs> as a business and how you were run. That's interesting, man. It's, it's right. like I said, universal Yeah. on all levels, on all skills. And if this isn't teaching us something, I don't know what else will, I mean, what else, what else, what else do we need? I don't want to put that out there because I'm sure that we're stubborn. Human beings are stubborn. So I just pray that we don't need more drama, dramatics to to shift our our consciousness, our universal connected consciousness to understand that we're we're sick inside and we needed to heal ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and there's and there's the rub. There's the full circle right there. So it's it's basically like, hey. I guess I gotta, <laughs> guess I gotta ask myself the question, you know, and and that's that's why I I you know I kind of try to equate to people that I'm like all you're witnessing is a lot of people at one time having experienced um, what I had to go through eight nine years ago, mm-hmm. um, and when you do an individual surrendering, the outside world can see it, 
to get kind of an idea about it. Eh, ah, he'll be okay. Ah, good for him. He got back up. Let's see where he goes from it from here. You know, it's not like a, there's no attachment. There's no one understanding. It's sort of like, but to me or to you or to anybody going through a surrendering and, and a reshaping of your entire programming, whew, <laughs> you know, that is a journey. But, um, but I, you know, you get to a point again, back to that enough. And then you start to go, okay. You know, Way of a Superior Man, by the way, was uh, one of the first books I, I read um, after, um, you know, kind of losing all these contracts and then going through a divorce. Because I was like, mm-hmm. what got me here was me. It doesn't matter that there were some external players involved. There's still people I was around. So mm-hmm. I have to, like, take losing a lot of different things losing that's a that's an interesting word i shouldn't even say a lot of things were removed from me um i had to basically take that step back and be like as a man Mm -hmm. i think i need to look inward to understand how my decision making is taking place to better understand how i got here and then who am i as a man to myself who am I as a man in relationship to God and source and universe? Who am I as a man in relationship to, um, you know, communities of the world at large? And who am I in relationship to a uh, partner, to a woman? Um, and that, so, so the way of the superior man was one of the very first books that I picked up and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, why, that's, that's why I recommend, that's why I recommend <laughs> it to everybody. That was the first time it was about 2014 that I read that. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, you know, this, uh, um, and by the way, it gets better and better. Um, so I, uh, you know, I then listened to it again and, um, I listened to the Audible in 2018 and then I read it again, or 18 or 17, and then I read it again in 19. It's interesting because as you elevate in your own, your own journey, reading it again and you kind of like, you see like a lot, of, it's like going back to a movie versus when you saw it as a child versus when you're an adult <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. is that what that meant? You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, it's, um, but yeah, the idea of personal introspection and reflection of like, listen, like, even I, I guess I urge people all the time, even if you're absolutely correct about the outside world, great. Now, <laughs> cool. Even if you're 100% right about what you see in the outside world, got it. Like that actually could be happening and we could be seeing the same thing, interpreting slightly different. But we could be seeing the same thing. What are you in the equation? And how would you like to learn to rely on yourself to create what a world would look like should you want it differently, right? And I think that if you ask yourself that question from that perspective, now you're kind of stuck being like, all right, I guess I gotta, you know, guess I gotta look at me now. It's like, even if you're right about everything else you see, cool, now what? To your you know, point even before the show when we were talking like, you know, solutions, now what? You know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so... I do want to state this before we wrap up. Um, Please continue doing the good work that you're doing. Um, It's so important, especially in these times where so many people are just confused. They're afraid. Um, Many new entrepreneurs have been born through the current times, especially this year. Um, They lost those stable what they thought was stable Mm. careers and jobs and they found their purpose and their passion. There are lots of men out there right now who are shaky 
in their foundation, in their core. They they have children, they have a wife, they have families that have been dependent on them financially, emotionally, spiritually, and now they're on rocky territory and they come across your post um, and it heals them. And they, they realize that there's a community out there, that there's a tribe who understands them and it gives them the strength and the vibration to continue to go. Um, I cannot stress to you how many times I've reposted one of your posts, and especially when it's your personal quote. Those are always some of my favorite. I always know when you wrote it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm know. so familiar with you, how you speak. And and, and uh, when I repost them, and so many people respond to me like, whoa, where did you get that from? I was like, I reposted it. Go to the original post, see the page. Like it's, a, it's like a plethora of content there. And they go and they come back to me and they were like, man this guy's podcast (laughs) right and i'm and i mean like i'm i'm not just gassing it up i'm so serious i'm being honest like it's so many out there who are affected by the wonderful work that you are doing um i and i told you this the first go around like i'm so anticipating you to write a book um the world needs it uh more specifically the youth need it but right now um Men in, in this age group, I'm about to hit 40 in a couple of years. Like it hits us differently. Yes. Because we're, we're transcending from that point where we thought we knew everything to where we knew we now know we know nothing. Mm. And just coming across um, information content that is similar to the voices that we have in our head that we don't really share because of our insecurity or our fears of feeling like we're going to be misunderstood and, you have these guests on your podcast are a very, very successful individual, men and women of all ages, all backgrounds. And like I said, they're all speaking the same truth and, but they speak in different languages. So different people can get that language. I mean, can, can get that truth. So you're doing the good work and we, we are all so grateful for you. And I'm, I'm sure all of your guests say the same thing. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much. Oh man. That, uh, that, that hit me deeper than you than you, than you realize, and uh, you know, you can feel impact, but you can feel it more when there's feedback. Mm-hmm. I you, agree. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I and um, it's funny because some you do it from a place of serve and um, and to connect um, mm-hmm. and um, and to vent and to you know help and to heal you know, while you're doing your own. And uh, you don't always know the ripple effect until there's a echo back, right? Yeah. So like, so what you just did, like actually really, really hit me very hard. Uh, and it's I necessary. appreciate I appreciate and love you brother and for that. Thank you. Yes. You don't understand how many flights I've had where I downloaded <laughs> those podcasts. And it's like New York to LA, New York to LA. And then like, I can go through at least like, five of those podcasts where I get to catch up on all of them. And it's mandatory for my students to subscribe and they all come back and they say such wonderful things. I wish you could just like hear some of these young guys and, and, and women, like the feedback that I get and the questions they have. I was like, Whoa, hold up. You're spoiling. I haven't heard that, that one yet. Wait, don't tell me that. <laughs> so 
yeah, man. Like I said, you're doing the good work, and we're 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 grateful and we appreciate you. Yeah, man. You know, um, I'm I'm grateful that uh, that I get to do this and uh, enjoy the journey with all of you guys too and gals because like um, there's just you know I I think um, I think we've all been playing for a while um, for where we're heading. So it's, it's, yeah. it's the time that, you know, it's sort of like, um, imagine like we've all been in the D league for the last, like, you know, eight, 10, 12, <laughs> 15, 20 years, whatever, or even just yep. previous years. And like, um, now we're, we're basically stepping into like, Oh, Hey, by the way, you've been called up. <laughs> you're like, you know, all right? that prep and all that work that you've been doing. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> the old systems aren't working anymore. The old players, all that stuff. They're like, they're retiring and, uh, we don't really have yeah. anything in place. So all of y'all in this space now, uh, get, congratulations. Um, since you guys have been kind of talking about this stuff, perhaps you can, you know, contribute even more so. And I, so I take the responsibility uh well you know i've had even people say like oh with your platforms you know um do you really want to 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 talk about a lot of like what's going on right now and i'm like it's tricky it's tricky and they said why i'm like well, what you think you're seeing you're not necessarily <laughs> seeing <laughs> and they're like huh and i'm like i can have a conversation at the frequency for where we're heading so i can keep your head and mind and you know physical being in the game I can't fall into the arguments of what's happening right now because it's very blurred lines. So I just, I, I am having this balance between let me keep you thinking at a higher frequency for yourself about what you can do. And then I also encourage you to go do your research <laughs> using in use independent browsers. How about that? <laughs> independent non-tracking browsers. And then, you know, but, but, but be even careful of that because it's a very low energy once you find what you find and you know you have to really um, just stay in the game mentally. Use this time to just do your work on you. Double down on and you. Protect that mental and spiritual health at all costs. Oof, at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> at all costs. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So from, I from the food, like you said, from the food to the music to the media, everything that we consume into our body is soul yeah. food. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's funny because like, so I, I grew up a hip hop head, although hip hop in the 90s was different. Obviously, you know that. But like, um, yeah, <laughs> but but it's funny because even lately I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to just chill on this lo fi like hip hop, like or I'll keep to certain artists, oh, the J. Coles. Yes. Like, I'm like, yeah, I can I can keep that in my in my house while I'm like working or, yeah. you know, as you see on yeah. some of my stories, and so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, let's just keep this over here. You know, uh, it's it's really what but but see even that that forces people like you and I to okay so um let me create the vibe around me that I want I, I put I, I got like this glass mason jar for like my countertop whatever and I put like some water you know filled up with water and put some fruit in it and somebody was like oh you're traveling right now where are you at I'm like it's my home and like <laughs> they thought I, they thought I was in a hotel room or something like that I was like no and, right. you know my <laughs> I was like, guys, like use this time <laughs> to like make your environment um, the the frequency that you need to sustain because like <laughs> it, it's going to be a minute, you know, but uh, yeah, yep. So cool, man. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate where everybody that's listening right now, where can they find all the different things you got going on online? Well, I have um, my photography, of course, that's my first and foremost, um, shamayamstudios.com. Um, follow me on Instagram at Shamayam, S-H-A-M-A-Y-I-M. Um, my new brand, my luxury brand, um, Shakaro. That's going to be www.shakaro.com. And on Instagram is at the Shakaro. Mm. 
Man, your photography is so legendary, by the way. I mean, I know we spent that I other episode talking about it, but it, man, like your stuff is so damn good. Oh, but if I'm doing wait, a book, you're doing is my what's that? 2020 is my best year. Oh man, you're creatively. Any, just wait till you all see what I've been working on. Oh man, like I and I've I've known it since the the first time I encountered I've, since the first time I approached you. I I saw your photography and I instantly hit you up. But if I'm doing a book, you're doing the left side of it with the photography. <laughs> I got you. Whatever you, you need, know? I'm there for it. Oh man, but yeah. So anything to get you to write a book, I, I am, know. I am there. I know. I know. Well, I you know I'm I'm working on a couple of concepts. I'm starting to I'm starting to build the foundations for it just to me, move in that direction. Like I'm, I practice what, uh, what I'm saying to other people. So, <laughs> you know, I we appreciate that brother. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and everybody listen, Absolutely. please, please make sure you check out Shemayim, uh, at Shemayim on Insta, um, Shemayim studios.com. Uh, it's Shikaro.com, correct? Or the Shikaro. Yep. Shikaro.com. Yep. Uh, cool. And guys, you can just go to my followers and you'll, you'll see like that. I follow all of his brands as well too, if you guys need, and he's just as approachable as I am, like reach out to him, you know, talk to him for all you photographers out there or fashion peeps, you know, hit him up. Don't abuse him, <laughs> approach him, <laughs> approach him respectfully. Uh, I appreciate you, brother, man. Thank you for coming on the show again. My great pleasure. Have a good one. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you here in one second offline, but, uh, everybody listening, uh, Shemayim, please go check him out. Uh, and his website. Uh, appreciate him. I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in and listening. Seriously, it's been a journey these last four and a half, five years, 4.5, 4.6 million downloads, something like that. I could not be here without all of you guys. Uh, please continue to rate and review because that's how Apple apparently likes to allow more people to learn about me organically. Um, and I've gotten very good about asking all of you. Uh, Shmaim, please tell all of your students to do the same. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I, I truly appreciate it, though. Uh, you guys are awesome and I appreciate the feedback. Uh, so for my guest Shemayim, for myself, Matt Gosman, and for those sold separately, we're out. <laughs>